With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first Listen. Listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight from 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern, 7 to 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching... FSR. This is the best of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon on Fox Sports Radio. Greetings and welcome inside. Happy Monday. The Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Live from the Farmers Insurance Studios. Call one farmers to switch. You could save big on your auto insurance. It's really the best thing you can do with your phone in a few minutes. Just call 1-888-FARMERS. That's 1-888-FARMERS and start saving today. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Well, Mike Carmen, we have a plethora of NFL stories to get to involving Russell Wilson and Sam Darnold and Deshaun Watson. We got Jason Lock and Four coming up in a few minutes. But... We have a lot of baseball insiders on our show you know, normally, right? We have John Palmarosi on oh, every sure. week. We have Kent Rosenthal on, you know, other big guys in the business, Jeff Passan, Buster Olney. Apparently, all of them are not as hardworking as who we need to have on our show. 
every single night, breaking news the way she is, and that is Deirdre Pujols, wife of Angel star Albert Pujols, who apparently has scooped everybody in Major League Baseball with the alleged announcement that Pujols is retiring from Major League Baseball following the 2021 season. You know, we're paying the but wrong people, But is he really man. retiring? We're paying the wrong people. Really, I mean, we gotta have, she's got to be the one we got to have her on every week. I'm sorry, we got to have her on every Tuesday. Hey, yeah. who do you think is retiring? Look, man, uh, he's made a couple hundred million bucks. They're good. They can do without the uh, the pay rate of an insider appearing on Fox Sports Radio. That becomes a charitable deduction uh, when it's all said and done. And if she can get scoops on guys, you know, taking off and shuffling away from the game, then mm. uh, with regularity, that'd be a, a fantastic parlor trick to be able to play. Or either that or she's just speaking it into existence for other You know what? I've had enough, Albert. It's done. Yeah, yeah. Because notice yeah. how the the messaging changed as the day went on. Yes, uh, with the parenthetical, the current contract. That's yes, kind of a that, that's a different animal. Uh, so but what we're talking about is Deirdre Pujols, wife of Albert Pujols, uh, wanted to put out a or and could we could, we'll get into the reasons for this in a second. But yes. this is just a great great story. She puts out a post on Instagram about her husband, Albert Pujols, who was beginning uh, the 2021 season in Major League Baseball. The post she put out earlier today begins, Today is the first day of the last season of one of the most remarkable careers in sports. I'm talking about my husband, Albert Pujols, who since the time he was a child would eat, sleep, and breathe the sport. She goes on to say wonderful things about him, and I'm going to celebrate both. God isn't finished with you yet. As you finish out this season, I know already prepared for you is another journey full of goodness waiting on the other side. Thank you for 21 years of incredible baseball thrills. Finish strong like the angel you are. All wonderful things to say about your husband, except uh, nobody else knew that Albert Pujols was going to retire after this season. So suddenly, this becomes a big story. And then, an hour or two later, Deirdre Pujols amends her Instagram post by saying, this is not an official statement of Pujols' retirement. I'm just trying to send my <laughs> husband with blessings into 2021. Today is the first day of the last season based on his contract of one of the most yeah, remarkable careers in sports. Is huge. Yeah. Uh, every Everything else stays the same, right? So apparently, this is Deirdre Pools is trying to say, listen, it's the last year of his contract. I really need to wish him good luck because, you know, he's a free agent after this. We saw what happened being a free agent with Cam. Kids are at camp and they're yelling at him and saying, you're going to be poor. I want people to know this has been a great run. Hey, this is, this is the last year of his contract. Let's finish up strong. Uh, yeah, not so much. You can try to walk this back. However, Deirdre Poulos has scooped everybody else. She's rising to the top of the MLB insider rankings. Uh, already I have her at number two right behind Ken Rosenthal. Well, 877-99 on Fox. Where does Albert Pujols play next year? Because the Angels won't make the playoffs again, and he'll want to continue his career. Let's go. That's kind of where we're at with this, as I interpret the parenthetical being added. Was, oh, boy. Ooh, maybe, depending on the year, not necessarily done. Mm. So she puts out a statement. All, this is it. The end of the beginning of the first day of his last season. Everything else is about this being the end, right? Because I read you more. Thank you for 21 years. Finish strong. Sure. Uh, you already prepared for you after this year is another journey full of goodness. I mean, these are all great things to saying about your husband, but you're also letting her. This is it. This is it. Now, 
there's a very tiny part, may, maybe there's part of me, maybe my kidney, maybe part of my liver that thinks that this is this the way that Albert Pujols kind of lets it get out that he might retire? That, that, okay, you go out and you say something nice about me on Instagram, then you walk it back. But it's too awkward. Okay, this is where I always shake my head because I look and I get that that players who make this kind of money and have different lives are, you know, have different lives. But in the end, you know, husband and wives are are pretty much the same. And I I always baffles me when I, I, I find out that, you know, that that husbands and wives just don't talk about things. You know, because obviously this is not a conversation. You know, they would be a conversation. Hey, okay, so you know. See, now you're going down it, a deep, dark, dark rabbit is, hole here, Smith. Be careful. If this is it, don't put anything out on social media. Like, you have to know not to put anything out on social I mean, don't put anything out on social media. It's like, it's, it's like you know, when, when this type of situation, and she's been, you know, his wife for a long time now, his entire career, she knows how things go. And, and to put this out there before his retirement uh, speech, whatever it was, was ready. It's what are you doing? It's like, it's it's really it's it's people that don't talk. And I, I don't understand. How, and I don't mean they don't talk like they have a bad relationship. It's just they don't talk about things that you would think that husbands and wives talk about on a daily basis. Like, OK, we're, what are you going to remember? OK, I'm going to put out that thing for you on, on Instagram. OK, great. Hey, remember, nothing about this being my last season. Right. Just, you know, nice. Man. Yeah. Oh, don't worry. OK, great. I mean, there's. Uh, they ju- they just don't have to have conversations about this and like okay, yeah but what's she gonna do put out a special out notes saying hey something really big's happening look at year twenty one how great you know what she never wrote anything about the first twenty years so something's up here <laughs> uh, look uh, you would at least tip the uh, angels off so they can do ten or twelve commemorative bobblehead nights for the second half of the season. Yeah, you would think they would do something all the- to commemorate the three playoff games they played in with him, you know, for his entire time he's well, been with the Angels. Look, man, now you're stealing my jokes. <laughs> <laughs> you paid over $200 million. What'd you get? Three playoff games. Wow. You well, he had, a, he had a couple man. of big milestones while he was with them. I mean, that, that's got to count for something, doesn't it? No, he did. He, he did. He, he did. And he's going to see the end of his contract, which is interesting because normally players don't see the end of their contract. Like like this, it's it's something that's this big. Either injury, ineffectiveness, retirement, whatever it is, comes up first, and he's going to play out the end of this year. But you know, look, when I tell you these big contracts don't turn out, look at all the money they paid Albert Pujols the last ten years, and what do they have to show for it? You know, I mean, it's not like boy, we it's not like if you played played for the Dodgers, and boy, well, we got to the NLCS five times, and we got to the play won the division eight times, and we won a World Series. That would be hey, look at what we did. They got three playoff games. You know, yep. from, from Albert Pools. And th- this is why this conversation should not be – we shouldn't be having this right now, but we are because Deirdre Pools decided, eh, I'm going to go on Instagram. I really want to wish him good luck. This is the end now. It's it. We're done. Like, this, this is something apparently they have talked about. They've talked about this is the end of it where I'm going to retire after this year. Great. We're on the same page. Great, great, great. But apparently you have to have that conversation. It's like, yeah, and by the way, don't let everybody know on social media. Okay, great. Got it. Awesome. Works. Let's do it. But think about it. It comes out after a couple days after, you know, the introductory, hey, Mike Trout conversations Hmm. where he's taking a page a little bit out of the Russell Wilson and all these guys that have never said anything who are now a little bit chirpy about their respective situations. And I want to get back to the playoffs and all these things. (laughs) And yes, you would expect him to say that, but it, it rings a little differently right now. 
in, in this this climate of all right. Well, what are they, and wh- what is he? Like when we try to do all the the goat talk, you know how much I love my numbing goat talk. Uh, I got subjected to some yesterday, and I almost went out on, on a rampage. Uh, you know, it was almost incredible Hulk uh, kind of moment for for a young Mike Harmon. But the the idea for for Mike Trout is he's looking around, going, all right, well. Pujols is in his last year. I just had a baby. Life's kind of changing, and now I'm a decade in. So I think this is an interesting year for the Angels, whether Pujols retires after it or not. I mean, you got you got two of these guys that have broken all sorts of marks and set standards so high, looking around going, what if this is as good as it was going to get? I'll tell you, it's, it's something as we get ready for uh, spring training starting on Sunday. All right, so we'll get Deirdre Poulos on the phone tonight to uh, kind of talk. Yeah, about let's but go. But I would say, if you're going to walk back that whole thing, you have to take out things like, uh, as you finish out the season, prepared for you already is another journey. The hashtag last season, which she also puts in here. You have to, you have to take that stuff out. Too. You can't, oh, I meant for the contract. But all the other stuff, uh, you got you to gotta edit that a little bit better than just, oh, here we go. I'm just going to put based on his contract in, in parentheses there. Just a... <laughs> Just a so, so is this story. like the uh, Giselle Bunchen uh, <laughs> interview from like what three years ago was it two years ago whenever about Tom Tom having had concussions and whatever else and everybody assumed that was going to be the end of it yeah. and then there he is uh, drunk Tom Brady uh, commemorized uh, commemorated forever commemorates. Yeah, I'm making up words. Commemorated mm-hmm. forever in T-shirt form and and gifts for the end of time as he holds up number seven. Uh, is it that kind of thing of, <laughs> hey, I'm going to get out in front of this? I don't know. It's an interesting uh, dynamic to start a, a spring training because we haven't heard about or really talked about Albert Pujols in a while. No, no. This is the most we've talked about Pujols. I'm really, with the milestones, that's it, right? That's it. That's the only yeah. time we talk about He's close to a milestone. Boy, what a great career he's had. All right, and okay, we got a good quarterback rumor. We got what do we got? We got a okay. All right, right. he's had had a good run. What happens now? (laughs) Uh, So we will have more on this story as it develops throughout the night, whether or not Deirdre Pujols gets back on social media at all. But now this looks like it's it for Albert Pujols. Hashtag last season. (laughs) Uh, Meanwhile, we got Jason Lock and Four coming up in a few minutes, and one of the big stories coming off today is clearly maybe Russell Wilson is more available now than we thought. And if you think he can't be traded, you are wrong. Many teams around the NFL have called the Seahawks for Albert Pools. They've called for Albert Pools and said, no, it's his last season. We're not trading. <laughs> uh, they've called the Seahawks for Russell Wilson, and they're all walking away with the impression that three first-round picks is where the starting point's going to be for Russell Wilson. Not we're not trading him, which is at least what the Texans have been saying when people are calling about Deshaun Watson. Not this guy is not being moved. He's our franchise quarterback. But you have a third of the league according to Pro Football Talk, walking away saying, well, we got to start at three first-round picks for Russell Wilson. If you think he can't get traded, read the message and read the writing on the wall, right? We've talked about this throughout the the offseason. Russell Wilson is unhappy with his role. Pete Carroll says we have to run the football more. They hire an offensive coordinator whose specialty is running the football. They're not going to let Russ cook. 
right? They don't want to do that. And that's not going to lead to happiness for Russell Wilson. So it's not like they're doing everything they can to keep him. Hey, we're going to go get these wide receivers. We're going to do X, Y, Z. No, it's this is going to be our philosophy. We're going to do this with this football team. And that is going to be throwing the football less and running the football more. Um, that's not going to make Russell Wilson want to stay. Russell Wilson talks about being on the trading block, and now he is shaking things loose. He is gettable. I'd stop calling for Deshaun Watson right now. I'd stop calling right now because it's clear the Texans are going to play this out as long as they can. I call for Russell Wilson. Three first-round picks, the guy's going to play till he's 40. All right, he's going to be that kind of quarterback. So, yeah, three first-round picks, I'm in. I'll give you three first-round picks. I'll give you three first-round picks and a quarterback for Russell Wilson. Let's get this done. Let's do this deal right now. Stop calling the Texans. Call the Seattle Seahawks. Do you get the impression that the Texans have done the old, hey, turn off the lights, draw the blinds, and they'll think we're not home? Because mm-hmm. <laughs> they're not answering calls at this point. Right? They're not, the door. It's not that they're is. saying no. But I ordered Postmates. Oh, no, don't go to the door. It's not Postmates. No, 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 no. Don't go. It's tricking you. <laughs> laughing going, oh, I know that area code. You know what? It's <laughs> that guy down in Miami again. He keeps calling. Tell him to go uh, away. Or is it the car warranty guy? I'm not sure. But it's just the, the idea of, hey, if, if that's the guy you want to go get, just know that's the starting line. And, and for Seattle, if they didn't want to trade him, they'd issue a statement saying, bleep off. We uh, mm-hmm. we got our quarterback. He's our guy. Beat it. But <laughs> you, look, everybody's got a price, right? If Ted DiBiase, and, and we'll only use this example, Ted DiBiase's got some other legal issues that he's got to attend to, but mm-hmm. uh, everybody's got a price and everything's got a price. Now it's just a matter of negotiation, right? It's, you know, there's a bunch of jokes. They're not safe for work, but it's the, hey, would you do blank for this amount of money? It's like, well, what do you think? <laughs> you know, angry and whatever. It's like, all right, now you've engaged. So I know it's not no. <laughs> so now it's a question of, hey, let's let's talk and, and move out on a sliding scale towards uh, a price where it would work. And I think that's where we're at here with Russell Wilson and the Seahawks. It's going to make for good theater. See, we got a lot of veterans that could be moving and changing locations, and we'll have to airbrush all of their photos. It'll be great. Call the Seahawks. Call them now. You can shake Russell Wilson loose. Call. Stop calling the Texans. Let that go for a bit. Leave him for the Jets. Let that go. Call no, the Seahawks. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, 
as well as my straight shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. And recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry. Back to Iguodala. Up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the Challenge Gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Joining us now on the hotline. CBS Sports NFL insider extraordinaire Jason Lockin4. You can follow him on Twitter at Jason Lockin4. We are bringing him out of a deep depression as, look, he and I both watched Syracuse get thumped by Duke tonight. So we're going to talk NFL and really try to raise everybody's spirits. Jay, how does that sound? Well, I did watch Maryland beat Rutgers yesterday, but I had no idea who Syracuse was playing tonight. But <laughs> whatever you say happened, I totally am vouch for. I'm sure it's legit. All right. Um, 
Yeah. I like that. All right, very good. Hey, so, uh, look, we started with this uh, a few minutes ago that now teams seem to be walking away from the Seahawks, that it's going to take three first-round picks to start the ball rolling to get Russell Wilson. And this is interesting, Jay, because this is not where the Texans are at least, you know, not answering the phone for now. This is, hey, okay, if a lot of teams are walking away thinking – Russell Wilson, three first-round picks. Let's see what you have. How gettable is he right now if a team really wanted to put together an offer for him? It's not out of the realm of possibility whatsoever. Um, everybody has a price, you know, whether, whether it's realized and known and stated in real time or, or whether, you know, it's like art. You know, when you see it, eventually somebody says the right thing and the GM runs it by the coach. And, I mean, there they don't even really have to run it by ownership. I mean, it's kind of being run by a trust right now after Paul Allen passed away. So, yeah, it, it's certainly possible, feasible. I mean, everything I've reported going back to the Super Bowl is that uh, this is a thing. It's uh, real. There's, I'm not saying there's absolutely positively irreconcilable differences, um, but I'm also not saying that uh, I'm going to bet my mortgage that Russell Wilson is starting for the Seahawks week one. It's a long offseason. The offseason of football is longer than the season. Um, a lot can happen, and there's a lot of time between now and the draft. And, and obviously draft picks would be um, the premier capital in this trade, but you could have pl- a player. You could have multiple players involved. Um, I, I, you know, the idea that it's three ones to get in the door. I mean, I don't know how rooted in fact that is because the Seahawks are a creative organization, and I think anybody who's approaching them about their best player and one of the best players in franchise history, and a guy who's on the course of of you know trajectory towards a first ballot Hall of Famer, uh, you know, you're paying a steep price. But I, you know, I I I don't think that. Uh, there's any hard and fast um, sort of parameters, but you're clearly going to have to be willing to part with multiple assets of great significance in order to get them to move off of a player uh, who they just extended a few years ago. Meanwhile, in Houston, did they use up their minutes in terms of taking phone calls or are they just (laughs) telling everybody to beat it, hoping Uh, everything resolves itself nicely? Again, I, I wouldn't get too tied up in the minutia and the minute, to, you know, by minute uh, accounts or quasi accounts of this stuff. Uh, everybody in the league knows that situation. The Texans can pretend there's nothing to see there, but people aren't buying it. You got a head coach who was not on a lot of people's radar and, you know, has been around this league for a long time and never interviewed for a head coaching job before. You've got a first time GM. Um, they're. Uh, in uncharted territory, uncharted waters. And there's a lot of time, again, between now and the draft for for, for them to perhaps uh, sort of understand the totality of this situation and ultimately convince the owner that, you know what, we probably need a quarterback who actually wants to play for us. Like that might, you know, if we're going to try to turn this thing around and change the culture and, you know, adhere to all the BS buzzwords that you hear in this league, um, then, yeah, the quarterback 
taking his ball and going home might not be the best way to start this regime. But you're not, those conversations aren't happening in, you know, mid to late February. And there's no pressure point anytime near. And he doesn't have to be in that building for a long, long time. And the draft is still a ways away. But the closer you get to the draft, the more a Nick Casario is going to start to squirm a little bit, I think, and is going to realize that if they play this game of chicken with the quarterback and he calls their bluff, um, you know, it, it's it's not going to be a good look through late spring and early summer. So, I, again, I don't get caught up in who's answering the phone, who's not answering the phone, or what, you know, any coding, messaging, games being played through the media right now. This will become a thing in mid-April, and we'll see who's picking up the phone then. And I got news for you. They're going to pick up the phone because they got a bad team, and they're not close to getting better. And you never know what's on the other side of the line. And maybe it's about Watson, or maybe it's about Zach Cunningham, or maybe it's about Bradley Roby or whatever, but they're going to have to at some point get their head out of the sand and get about the business of trying to – put together a football team um, that's starting to trend in the right direction or at least has the requisite assets to start trending in the right direction. And the fact that the, you know, the Dolphins have their third overall pick, I mean, not a lot of people are talking about it right now because it's February. Yeah, I, I, I got news for you. A lot of people are going to be talking about it in April. And let's see where, who's picking up the phone and who's playing telephone and who's pretending there's nothing to see here then. Jason Lockett for CBS Sports NFL Insider with us, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon, live from the Farmers Insurance Studios. All right, so this brings us to Sam Darnold, who for the first time I can sit back and say, I think the Jets are doing the right thing. I don't get to say that that often, Jay. I really don't. I don't, but I think, okay, they're doing the right thing because their philosophy is either Deshaun Watson or we take a quarterback number two in the draft or we stick with Sam Darnold. None of this means we have to make a decision now. The Jets say today they're going to evaluate the quarterbacks before they make a decision on Sam Darnold, and that's going to come at some point in the next few weeks. Zach Wilson's pro day is not till March 22nd. Um, At this point, I have to think the Jets are moving on. They went to Lawrence's pro day. They're going to evaluate. They're going to move on. It's just you know how they're going to do it, but I I really, at this point, I can't see them with Sam Darnold still uh, under center opening week in 2021. I mean, I, I I wouldn't rule anything out. Um, you know, I, I just wouldn't. Uh, we're, we're This is a very weird year. There, there's not anything close to the type of normal um, access and reports that you would have on these kids. You know, last year when this thing hit, we had had eye in the sky all year long, right? You had had people scouting these games. You had had your staff making the rounds and showing up for practices and watching film on campus and, and being able to have you know, the, those, all the access that was available to you. We've had none of that this year. Um, it's been a, a very different year in terms of who's allowed in press boxes and, you know, in some cases, how many games were played. If we're talking about, you know, the, the kid at North Dakota State, he played one game, um, now we're not having a combine at all. Last year we had a normal combine. Um, we got some pro days in normally last year. Now we're having none of those. There's going to be no in, in, you know, in-person visits. 
So it's it's going to make evaluations a, a little bit different, and there could be certain people like the Jets who go through this process and. We really like this young man from Ohio State, and we really like this young man from BYU. But we also really like having um, maximum flexibility and 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 maximum ability to to move up and down a draft board, not just this year, but next year and the year after that. And trading out of two gives us the ability to do that. And somebody else, um, whether they're coming from eight or they're coming from the teens to get up and, and get their pick of a quarterback not named Trevor Lawrence, that, that may be ultimately what Joe Douglas feels like is the best long-term move for the organization. Um, but I can't answer it right now. He can't answer it right now. Uh, but if you think Sam Darnold is sal- – I shouldn't say salvageable. Like if you think Sam Darnold is a winning quarterback in this league uh, – and he's clearly further along than, especially if we're talking about Fields or um, the kid from BYU are. You know, seeing that for another year, cultivating that asset, and selling as high as possible on the second overall pick, uh, again, in a draft where you don't get to evaluate things the way anything close to the way you normally would, and everybody's kind of starting to think next year you will be able to, they're, they're, you know, that could be the move. Well, you know me. I like chaos in between the white lines, Jason. So veteran quarterbacks, uh, Drew Brees returning, Ben Roethlisberger in another uniform, which is more, cra- more crazy to think about. I mean, we can think about all the above. Um, boy, it, <laughs> if Drew Brees were to come back, it would really – tie the Saints hands even more. I, I that one I honestly I don't see I don't see either one. I, I think Drew Brees is is everybody in that organization, everybody he talked to, everybody I talked to who was talking to him, was thoroughly convinced that this thing was was going to be over whenever they won the final game of the year or lost their their final game of the year. Um, could he have an about face? It's it's not out of the realm of possibility, but I, I think he's shrewd enough to realize that, you know, when Father Time is standing over your shoulder with a sickle in his hand, you you should probably listen. Um, <laughs> the and then the other one, what's the market like? Where's he going? I, I mean, you just just tell right. me like what, like who? I mean, Miami, like they okay? Oh well, we really liked the thirty-eight-year-old last year, so now we want a thirty-nine-year-old who looks older than that thirty-eight-year-old, and let's see what that looks like, and we'll punt on Tua for another year. I mean, may, like may, I don't know, maybe you okay, maybe, um, but like where else? Like where, where? Like who? Which coach? Which staff? Which coordinator is like? Uh, I looked at the last eight weeks of Ben Roethlisberger in the NFL, and I feel like I can fix him, or like I can salvage it, or and and, and you got to remember the six quarters of football that Ben played the previous year before he got hurt were pretty god awful, um, and this is not a guy who's eating the avocado ice cream, who is mind, body, soul. Football is my higher power. You know, twenty four seven, three sixty five. He's not spending every waking hour with Alex Guerrero or Tom House. He's not organizing dudes to go, hey, it's 105 degrees today. Let's go out to the park and throw the football around for four hours. No, he's playing golf. He's having a cocktail. Like He's enjoying his family. It's, it's, 
I don't know. I mean, who? Just tell me the team. Like, we're going to have four or five drafted in the first round. We've got – we've already had two significant quarterback trades. We'll probably have one or two more. You've got a group of free agents, you know, everything from a Cam Newton to a Jameis Winston to an Andy Dalton. Maybe somebody's trading for Mariota. There's so many different flavors of ice cream available out there. Who's like, yeah, I want a triple scoop of Big Ben? That's the guy I'm going to win with in 2021. I don't see it. You can follow him on That's Twitter. That's the best Act. analogy you ever made because Smith uh, speaks in, in ice cream. Mm, triple scoop of Big Ben. That should be a flavor. I mean, you already have Ben and Jerry. He's like, probably, yeah, it's triple scoop of Big Ben. Uh, he's on Twitter at Jason Lock and Fora. Uh, pray for Jason Lock and Fora. He will be at the center of the cicada apocalypse, which apparently is yeah, going to be all throughout Maryland. That? Yeah, we don't have luck, enough man. going on around here. Yeah, cicadas, man. Good luck. Good yeah, luck. Nah, that'd just make a lot of noise, though. All, all bark, no bite. No, but are, what, what about the, the murder cicadas, right? Aren't they the ones that are coming no, over, right? Wait, no, that's like, wasn't that <laughs> wow. murder wasps or hornets or something? No. It was the, yeah, the murder hornet. No, no, cicadas yeah. are fine. Cicadas, cicadas are, are fine. Yeah, they're lovers, yeah. not fighters. They're yeah, good. they're just big and ugly. Well, they yeah, sing yeah, love songs, tough. too. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah they make a lot of noise with their hind legs, buggy legs, whatever they have. But I've lived through a lot of cicada summers, trust me. I'm much right. more worried about 105 degrees and 98% humidity than I am the cicadas. I can All block right, them out. Good. All right, for now. Rock and roll, gentlemen. Thank you. (laughs) Take it easy, buddy. Be good, man. Be sure to catch live editions of The Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. 
players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the Challenge Gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So a video that's now been shared over 7 million times on social media today... (laughs) involving Oklahoma placeholder and wide receiver Spencer Jones, who is recovering and lucky he didn't lose his eye after a fight at a campus bar during the not President's Day weekend, but during Valentine's Day weekend. And the video we see that's out there, I'm sure you've seen it. It's it's everywhere. It's uh, him in a bathroom. Spencer Jones and his friend are in a bathroom, and it looks like they are having words with two other people. And you see Spencer Jones tell him to get the blank out of here, tries to stand over him. And the guy looks like he's wiping blood off his face when he says, and he's a smaller guy than Spencer Jones. And he like asks his friend, he says, hold this, hold this, hold this. And then Spencer Jones gets into his face, pushes him. And the guy just comes right up, clocks him in the face, grabs him, throws him down. You could tell this this guy apparently was an, as an MMA guy, like he's had MMA training for a long time. And uh, really, you watch this video, he has his way with Spencer Jones in the bathroom. His friend gets into it with one of Spencer Jones's friends, and luckily this was broken up before uh, anything really, really bad happened. And, and according to reports, Spencer Jones is going to be okay. Things will get back to normal eventually, but uh, he did nearly lose his eye, and he's going to need a while for his eye to get back to normal. And I, I watch this and I go, you know, look, I am not a guy who likes to fight at all, right? I, I've been in two fights in my life, I think. The last time I was in a fight, I think I was in third grade and he was in second grade and it was a draw because he was a tough kid. Kenny Clark was a tough kid. And so, uh, you know, I, I'm not, a, but I see this and I go, this is everything that you shouldn't do when you are out. Forget about the whole thing about fighting. 
All right, because I see this and I go, okay, I get that people get into it for things, and there's people that have that personality when they go to a bar. They, you know, something that happened can trigger a fight. I get it, it happens that way. I'm not that guy, but I understand that. The first thing I see is this: don't fight in the bathroom. Don't fight somewhere where it can't get broken up if things get out of control. All right, if you get to fight in a bathroom, I mean, there's nobody that's going to come in there to break it up. Right? There's nobody that can see it. There's no bouncers that's going to come over a over a a, a rope and and grab you and, and and push you guys apart. You're in a bathroom, and there's lots of things you can get slammed into, like really hard tile floors and a wall, and for even all the urine on the floor, you don't want to roll around in there and all that. You they could urinate really there. I'm telling oh. you. Do- don't fight in the bathroom. That's number one thing. Don't fight. In it. If you're fighting, you're on the dance floor. Okay, chances are it's going to go a little bit and it'll get broken up. But man, well, you get dangerous bathroom, on the dance floor. Whew, I'll tell you, you, you fight and you fight in the bathroom. Bad. That's really bad things, Mike. That's really really bad things. No, I, I think your your rule number one's got to be this. Always remember, the guy looking to fight has probably been in a few of them. That's true. And that's true. In this particular case, as you said, this guy reportedly is over a decade of MMA training. Uh, the lawyer that they've hired on the Jones side of things that he was looking to be the peacemaker. That's what Woodrow Woody Glass of Ward and Glass LLP and Norman uh, had to say about it. I didn't uh, see that so in the video. We'll, we'll see. I, 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 I didn't see any yeah, de-escalation yeah, in that video. There was no, no de-escalation. That's what, that's what Glass said. Yeah. He was, quote, trying to de-escalate that situation, but unfortunately it wasn't de-escalated despite his best efforts. Mm. You know, when he told the guy to get the blank out of here. Yeah, and then he got uh, pushed. Look, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Yeah. We're de-escalating it. Sure. And, and, then, and then he got whooped on. So, you know, the idea is, look, we, we're both a couple of smart asses on the radio and in our personal lives. But there are times where you realize there's, there's no win to the situation. There are stories that we toss back and forth over the course of a day and then look at each other and say, where's the win in talking about it? You, all we're going to either do is fight or we're going to end, end in some dead end that is neither informative or entertaining. So push to the wayside or it spawns some other huge conversation that can't be contained uh, and becomes a raging fire. So in this particular case, yeah, that's my advice, is just remember, the guy that's giving you side eye and trying to maybe goad you into a fight knows he can kick your ass. So don't get (laughs) warped and and put into that type of situation. He's choking him out on the floor. I mean, it's like, yeah, it is like it's watching and he keeps punching him and hitting him and and nobody's going to get help. This is all. And people are just taping it. Like I said, it's in a bathroom. I mean, some people are watching. It's the old standing around and taping it thing, too. Bunch of dopes. I'll tell you. And, and, you know, and even more important than this. Right. Like I said, I am not I, I am not a fighter. I'm not that guy. Right. But you could tell in this that Spencer Jones didn't want to fight. He wanted to he wanted to bow up and be the guy to say, get the blank out of here and well, the guy Joe kind Hart of walks guy away. Act, yeah. Right? I want to be I yep. want to be the tough guy, but I don't really want to fight. Right? I want to be that guy that just says, Yeah, you think so? You, and anybody who does who acts that way, you know doesn't want to fight. Right? Because if somebody wants to fight, they'll just fight you. Right? There, there there'll be no you get out of here. No, you get out of here. You get out of here. If someone wants to fight they, it will be something where if you get pushed, the guy turns around and says, what the hell is wrong? What's wrong with you? And then there's a fight. Then that guy's throwing a punch, right? Anybody that does the bowing up and standing over and yelling, none of them want to fight. They don't want to fight. And here's the thing. 
if you're that guy, if you're Spencer Jones and you're in that situation, you know what? You got to be ready to fight because you don't know who the other guy is. And, the, and whoever exactly. throws the first punch in that situation usually wins. And what happens? This guy throws the first punch and Spencer Jones never recovers from it. And he gets him on the ground and he's hitting him and he's, and, and he's having his way with him. So that's the whole thing is I watch this and I go, I know Spencer Jones doesn't want to fight. He just wants to be the tough guy to say, hey, you know, so understand again, if you're in a situation with somebody where you, the more you try to goad them on, they're going to know you don't want to fight and they could throw a punch. So if you get in that situation, you got to know that you don't know the other person and that this can get really dangerous really fast. So if you don't want to fight, don't, don't even try to stand up and say, hey, man, yeah, let, yeah I want to show, I'm going to stand up here in front of my friend and show you all this. That's not going to turn out good for you because look what happened here. Because here's the, the other did- thing, Jason. You're, you're not getting any love because you're in a men's bathroom. You're not even being able to stand up that you were a tough guy and if you were yeah. trying to impress a girl. Yeah, no, you're not even you getting can't. that angle out of it. <laughs> no, you're fighting in a bathroom. People are trying to go to the bathroom. I'm kind of want to get out of here. And I just keep seeing the floor because you know the floor is all dirty with all kinds of stuff on it. I'm going, ah, God. You know what a men's room looks like? Men's rooms are the worst places in the world. And I don't want to be on there. And it, oh, it's it's just it's the worst thing to do. That's the worst place. Look at what look in, in all the in all the action movies. What happens in the bathroom? That's where the worst stuff happens to people. I keep thinking of back to Mission Impossible, the uh, uh, um, fallout when when uh, uh, Tom Cruise and, and uh, Henry uh, Cavill get in the fight with the John Lark and they have trouble beating him up and they need like five people to come in and they're fighting all over this bathroom and stuff is getting broken. I mean, you don't get in a fight in a bathroom. I mean, and and if don't get don't get into a fight with a guy if you just think I'm full of all this testosterone and I'm going to sit here and I'm gonna I'm gonna belittle you until you walk away because I can make you walk away because I'm bigger than you. Because look, he's bigger than the, than the other guys fighting him. He's bigger than him. Sure. So I'm sure he thought, yeah, I'm a football player. I'll kick your ass, man. Are you kidding? You and the guy just says, yeah, oh, here, hold my thing, and then bam, and then that's it. Because that's all it takes. Because fights, fights don't go. For anybody that's never been in one or you ever seen a fight, fights with with between two guys don't go. They're not like Rocky fights where boy, look at all these punches everybody is taking. Usually, it's one punch and you have the advantage and you just start wailing away. And that's and that's kind of how fights go. Fights aren't well. I got a good punch in, and then all right, we're, then, then we're then, then we're kind of back. And you know, I'm going to test with a jab, and then I might I might get a little little uppercut faint here, and then I might cut. <laughs> that's not how it goes. You get that first punch in, and that and that's going to be the person that wins the fight. And uh, uh, clearly, all of these things I saw when I saw this video. And then he yelled, "Ding, ding!" <laughs> and that was it. <laughs> He's giving them the business. I look at the That's people right. behind him who are using the using the urinals and trying to one guy's trying to wash his hands and they're just like I got to finish I I can't stop I got to finish but I don't want to get run into I don't want to be in the middle of this fight here I don't want to in there okay let me get done and then the guys are walking over them going okay I'm good I'm good I'm good I'm walking over it's just it's just I watch this and I go just why 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 does something like this happen I I, I don't get it Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. NBA action tonight. We have seen the games go into the books and yet another overtime game at Staples Center for the Lakers. And as has been their pattern the past couple of times, uh, they've come away with an L. This is how it ended. Air ball caught by Avdia. Buzzer sounds. The Wizards win. The Wizards win. 
They were able to strive for five. Five of the Wizards for the first time in three years in overtime against the Lakers on the road. 127-124. The Wizards win. <laughs> An exasperated Wizards radio network on the call. Those are like Knicks facts they were getting five in a row in four years. <laughs> It's like, I don't even know how to process this. He felt like, Five in a row. It felt like he was going to break down and like have a cathartic cry at the end of that. Like, wow. Five in a row. I don't believe it. Uh, the now, Lakers this is a team lose. that's been hammered by injuries. Yes. And uh, look, the Wizards, look, they, now they're 11 and 17. So now they're just having a bad season, not an absolutely miserable one. Uh, Bradley Beal goes for 33. Russell, Russell Westbrook is one assist shy of a triple-double. LeBron plays... 43 minutes, 31, 13 assists, nine rebounds, and it is not enough. Um, Still, they're playing without Anthony Davis and without Dennis Schroeder, and probably if Dennis Schroeder had played tonight, they probably would have come away with a victory, but they're missing their second and third best players uh, overall. You want to talk about Montrezl Harrell being there, sure, but he still comes off the bench, but you're you're missing two two of your top three players. Am I concerned for the Lakers? No. All right, it's the middle of the season. Yes, they've lost three in a row. They've been playing without Anthony Davis. It's probably going to be four in a row because they're going to go to Utah on Wednesday, and it's going to be the sky is falling for the Lakers, and it's going to be, I told you, LeBron, he's not going to win the MVP. He can't do anything. I told you that last week. This is just a I was first. swoon. It's just a midseason swoon for the Lakers. I'm not that concerned. I know, And it's going to be, well, if they lose three more in a row, they're going to be in seventh place. Okay, yes, and if, and if, and if, and if. The <laughs> Lakers, when they're healthy and they're getting Anthony Davis back in a couple of weeks, probably in about three weeks, Dennis Schroeder will be back much sooner than that, probably in a couple of days, uh, You know, as, as he had, had, had protocols that he had to sit out for. The Lakers are going to be fine. You're going to lose three in a row. They hadn't done that. Every team hits it at some point during the middle of the season. The Lakers are hitting it now. They're 22-10. and 10. They're fine. Everything is fine. And... If it, talk to me if this becomes eight in a row, okay? If this gets to be eight and nine in a row, and LeBron keeps playing forty minutes a game and they keep losing, then I'll tell you, okay, then it looks like it could be an issue. But right now, three in a row and a likely loss coming up on Wednesday night, it, everything is still fine for the Lakers. Next three games will be on ESPN. You've got at Utah and then home against Portland and Golden State and then home against Phoenix and then on the road at Sacramento to close out the first half. Uh, Those are a lot of losable games. Uh, as you roll through, and the nine and seven at home, no crowd, no energy, and uh, listless uh, play. I, I think while you can point to the losers of four of five being uh, concerning, you also go back to those games against Oklahoma City and against Detroit, where you're going to overtime, and then you need to double overtime against a really bad Detroit team. And I, I think that's the thing that stands out as a at least raise the eyebrow of. This is kind of interesting just because it has taken the expenditure of so much energy and extra minutes on the legs and body of and the mind of LeBron James to get through what should have been cakewalk games. 
And there's no guarantee that Anthony Davis walks back through that door, Smith, as much as the reevaluation in four weeks is a positive thing. Uh, that's still off in the distance, and, and it looks pretty hazy, right? you got to put the fog lights on to try to cut through. So you got a couple more games to get into the All-Star break, and there's a lot of meetings and evaluation that has to go on to decide you know, where you're going to try to help bolster this team in the event that you don't get Davis all the way back. Well, here, here's the thing, and this, this is where, and I agree with you on that, but this is where I, I will tell you the Lakers, what we're seeing right now from this Lakers team, what we've seen, look, they, they clearly, the Anthony Davis thing is a big deal because now you wonder going forward, you know, how much do, is he going to need some, somebody else to take the pressure off him? And look, Schroeder has been playing really well, and so has Montrez Harrell, mm-hmm. but this is a Lakers team that, trust me, they have a big move in them if they need it. You know, we talked earlier, you mentioned what sure. if they get Porzingis from the Mavericks because the Mavericks are looking into potentially trading him. We saw that story from Bleacher Report earlier uh, in the night. The Lakers easily can go get somebody and somebody big who's going to come in for their stretch run or becomes a part of this team that brings them the new energy for the back half of the season. The, you know, the, the, I thought about a month ago, well, look, the Lakers are just getting ready for the playoffs now. They're motored. They've incorporated all their new pieces and all their new pieces have. So, okay, you know, but now seeing that you've had hit the injury bug a bit, you want to make sure you're dealing with LeBron James's minutes. There's many more good players out there that uh, are going to be available at the deadline, whether you want to get a big man or somebody else. The Lakers have a move in them. They will have one big move in them to help alleviate the responsibility on the players and to give the team a new sense of energy getting set for the playoffs. Because remember, it's a long way away, man. Middle of May is a oh, yeah. long time. That's when the playoffs start. Okay, the middle of May is when they begin. And you're talking about, you know, four rounds after that. This is a long season. You are going to need something. I'm not worried because, look, the Lakers are still they're going to get healthy. They're going to get their guys back. They will have a big move to make. And it's not going to be one of those, oh, we're bringing it back. No, they'll go get somebody big they can plop into this team and say, hey, you know what, suddenly now, uh, you know, it's Andre Drummond, you know, who's going to play center instead of Marcus Aller. They, they, have, they will have some kind of big move like that to be able to get past what they need to get past. Well, you know, because we both like delicious theater, you know who has to come become a Laker? It's got to be Blake Griffin. Oh, sure. Then Why not? he can go up against the Clippers mm-hmm. late in the playoffs. And meanwhile, Doc Rivers will be sitting there going, oh, no, it's Blake. <laughs> I told you, I, I didn't want to have to play him in the finals. I, you know, now we're going to play. We're going to come out of the East here. We're going to beat the Nets. Gonna, now, now I got to blame Blake, and now it's going to be Blake's fault. It's all going to be Blake's fault. Now, now I can blame him because I don't coach him anymore. Never liked the guy. Never but then did. if Blake beats like him, think about that. <laughs> how, how ironic would that be all these years later? <laughs> you know, it's not Blake's fault. It's not Blake's fault. It's not uh, Blake. It's on so, all that's the thing. There, there are a lot of big names out there. The Lakers will get one of them. I would be stunned if this is now the final product team we saw. And, and maybe it was the Anthony Davis situation that kind of scared them into it. You know, that, hey, uh, we may need to make sure we have some backup here because if AD gets hurt, we're going to try to navigate the playoffs and rely on LeBron great and Schroeder and Harrell are the next couple of guys. No, we need – there's a reason why LeBron and AD won a championship because it's AD. So it, it's a big move that's going to be out there for the Lakers, and that's going to be the fun part because how many people are going to want to go there? Because now – L.A. is a place where you can have free agents. I want to go play there where before it was really tough. When the Lakers weren't any good, they couldn't get any free agents. Now it's going to be, oh, yeah, I'll go. 
there's going to be a lot of big names. Just like the quarterbacks in the NFL that are out there uh, this offseason. There's going to be a lot of big names ready for buyouts, for trades. There's so many for the Lakers to get. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love Love at at first first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Tura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.